Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right. Welcome. It's another episode of Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer Ryan Ripley. That is professional scrum trainer Todd Miller. We get together each and every day to help you do scrum a little bit better. We're the co-authors of Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. We teach the catalog of scrum.org courses. You can find out all about that stuff in the description. Like and subscribe so you never miss a video. Leave us a comment below so that we know what your questions are and what you're thinking. Your questions turn into future videos. All right, Todd, today. We get a lot of questions about story points. We're lumping mm -hmm. all of those story point questions into one video. So if mm -hmm. you've had a story point question in the backlog, today is your day. Scrum teams should stop using story points. <laughs> I Go. feel like, yeah, I feel like... I feel like you have. If you haven't watched our video on velocity, you should watch that right after this uh, because I feel like they're kind of coupled together a little bit. Um, wouldn't you say, Ryan? A absolutely. I yeah. mean, velocity is kind of like this this uh, averaging of story points over sprints and this uh, trying to use uh, relative estimation as a crystal ball, which we kind of debunked in the other mm -hmm. video. The, the idea yeah. of story points, though, Todd, I. I want to be, I want to caveat this. I feel like we have to caveat this. Mm -hmm. I am a big fan of planning poker. Yeah. I think it's an awesome analytical tool and it mm -hmm. tells us where we haven't thought about the work enough. I think it's a great product refinement tool or product backlog refinement tool, right? I think it helps us understand our work a little better. It increases transparency and understanding. The story points are worthless. Yeah. What's interesting, you know, let me caveat with it too, Ryan, to say that I, um, I have advocated for story points in the past. Yep, um, I have too. Uh, and and I've used them a lot. And to be honest, I've been successful with them. However, I felt like I specifically, and I, I usually don't have a, an easy time saying I did a good job of anything, but I, I felt like I did a really good job of um, using them in the sense of what they were created for, right? Um, as a, as a, quick flash in the pan relative way of estimating effort, right? I, that, that's, that's what I had 
used them for in the past and I, I protected that you couldn't compare teams that like there wasn't certainty around them. But I think the stances that I've taken with story points are the exception. I feel that a vast majority of the community have viewed them as some kind of predictive thing when they're assigned to a, um, a user story. And I feel like we're in a bad place with them now. Even the person that created story points said that Rod Jeffries, I think, is attributed with it, right? Says in his blog that it might have been the worst thing he ever did to Agile, right? So uh, um, I, I, I think that you should stop using story points for anything else than the damage that they're causing places. And there are far better ways of giving long-term forecasts um, or even a sprint forecast, right? Um, a lot of which we we talk about a lot with uh, Dan Picanti, right? So what do you think about that? I, you know what? I Here's what I think. I think this says it all, mm -hmm. right? That's what Ron Jeffries um, says about story points. I like to say that I may have invented story points, and if I did, I'm sorry now. Mm -hmm. um, I think that says it all for me. It's like, look, we should stop using them, especially when you have such better tools. It's like, why are you using a lead pipe as a hammer when you have a hammer? Mm -hmm. Or even like a nail gun, even better, right? Why are we using like a caveman tool? Yeah. A cave person tool, whatever you want to call it. Why are we just using a blunt object when we actually have these specialist tools called flow metrics mm -hmm. that give us far better information that can allow us to do things like Monte Carlo simulation and actually work into dates and, and use um, real maths that can actually work, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to this made up stuff that uh, that's just not, they're anachronisms, right? Story yeah. points are an anachronism. If you want to look that up, it's a, it's a great fun, it's a fun word, add it to your vocabulary. They're just not appropriate anymore. Yeah, right? it's pro it is really a retired practice, you know. Um, yeah, and you you figure that uh, most teams that I work with were always kind of confused by it, even though we figured it out a little bit. Your 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 stakeholders have no idea what a story point is. Why? So why not why not start to use more modern? To your point, you used a fancy word that I have to Google after this too. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but why not use techniques that are in the terms of the people that you need to use them for it? Like, let's be honest with you. We need story points, t-shirt sizing, all this stuff we need to, to there's two questions that we use to answer them in the end is, um, uh, let's do forecasting long-term for multiple items, right? Or we need forecasting to understand how much we can bring into a sprint, uh, so as an input into sprint planning. You've got far greater tools for that. If you're tracking flow metrics and looking at something like cycle time, throughput gives you that ability, right? It gives you that ability and you don't need some funky number assigned to it. It's based on the reality of getting something to done in accordance with your definition of done. It's real so, um, observable data Yeah, that we can get out of all of the modern tools simply. Uh, far more powerful than these these made up points. And mm -hmm. for those of you who stuck all the way to the end, anachronism is a thing belonging or appropriate to a period other than which it exists, especially a thing that is conspicuously old fashioned. <laughs> There's you your word that. for the day. Yeah. Anachronism, old fashioned. That's yeah. what I took. I think 20 years ago when when Mike Cohn wrote the estimation book and when Steve McConnell when Steve McConnell 
who I, may still promote story points when they, but the, when they wrote their estimation books, this was the bee's knees to mm -hmm. use another mm -hmm. anachronism. Um, <laughs> but now it's just, it's old. It's time right. to move flow metrics. When will it be yep. done by Dan Vacanti? Yep. If you want to update uh, the way that you estimate and to get story points out of your life for good, check out Vacanti's work, watch the YouTube videos, buy his book, um, check out the other YouTube videos we've done on this. It's time to get into the uh, 21st century here on estimation and forecasting. 10 for good, buddy. All right. <laughs> Do you like that? I think that's good. Over and out. <laughs> Be sure to like and subscribe. Check out the videos below. Look out. We've got some socials. Uh, we've been a little, uh, we're getting a little edgy on Twitter. A little more professional on LinkedIn. We still, we're too old for Instagram, but YouTube's or uh, Facebook's fun. Uh, videos are going to pop up. The algorithm thinks you'll like them. We do too. Uh, we hope that uh, that you're taking that. We're trying to have fun with this topic. Please don't be offended. Please look into the things we've suggested. Try a new idea. See how it works. Uh, the flow metrics are excellent. Picanti's work will help you. Let us know in the comments what you think. And if you tried a new experiment, we'd love to hear about it. For Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. Go forward, do some good things. Scrum on. We'll see you tomorrow. See you. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.